here at GDC with Matt Kelly, producer at Harmonic Studios, and I just got finished playing Autica, their new VR game. Uh, uh, Matt, first off, how are you doing? How's your GDC going? Awesome. Yeah, it's great to be here. We're in the uh, HTC Vive port booth, and we're nice enough to invite us to come and show Autica, so we're, we're stoked to be able to share it with folks. So, like, another VR game for Harmonic seems like a really interesting step. You guys got your feet wet uh, with Rock Band VR, and actually I thought it was super interesting that, like, the the uh, like guitar VR thing was kind of prepackaged with every Oculus. That's right. It was it was something that, like, they really wanted to push, and and I, did, I, I really liked that experience because I, I myself used to be, like, in a bunch of crappy, you know, the teen punk bands uh, back in the day, and so, like, being able to be like be on a stage and you know see see the rock band experience with your own eyes was really cool. But so tell me, where where did the idea for Autica start? Yeah, so Autica has been sort of a long percolating idea in the brains of a, a couple people at Harmonics. One of them is Alex Regopoulos, the co-founder, uh, who's you know been there since the beginning. He just wanted to do a, a rhythm shooter for a really long time, um, and we did a couple prototypes back in 2014 of a game called Chroma, which actually never came out, but it was a first-person shooter that had a lot of you know, rhythm game mechanics. Um, and that was a product that a lot of people really, really liked, but it never, it never got to the point where it was sort of ready for release. Um, and then independently of that, Ryan Chalinor, who's the uh, engineer on this project, he, about nine months ago, had an idea for wanting to make a, a, a rhythm shooter also. So basically, they, they connected it at Harmonics because they were, had sort of the same idea at the same time and talked to the same person, Helen McWilliams, who's our like VP of creative. They're like, oh, you need to go to lunch and like just talk to each other. And that's when it started, and they started working on a prototype about nine months ago. I joined the team about five months ago, and it's just a five-person team where it's like one artist, one you know, one engineer, one coder. Um, and we just basically cranked on this thing where it was like, let's just do like a sort of handedness style game where one hand is one color, one hand is the other, not unlike Beat Saber or Box VR or Audio Shield, but have the rhythm mechanics be more like OSU style, like Elite Beat Agents, where instead of notes coming down a track like Rock Band or Guitar Hero, sort of targets are coming to you in space and the timing cues are based off of like these concentric rings that sort of like converge on the target at the time. So um, it's basically, we just thought it would be a cool concept that we wanted to explore and then over the past five months we've just sort of made the game that we wanted to play yeah. and now we were like, well, we want to keep working on it but we want more feedback so let's just release it in early access and, yeah. uh, and see what happens. So that's, that's where we're at, we released two weeks ago. And like how do you, uh, back in the rock band days and like the Guitar Hero days, uh, a lot of uh, talk was given around um, how, 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 one, how you choose like which songs go into a game like this and how you sort of design a really fun experience that is yeah. essentially just clicking in motion with, uh, with notes. And like when you're designing for one of these songs, like I played uh, KDA's Pop Stars, the you know, now famous like League of Legends song. Right. Uh, what, what kinds of things are you like looking to, how do, how do you build a song, I suppose? Yeah, so our, our soundtrack is an electronic sort of EDM-focused soundtrack where we're up to 12 songs now. Popstars just came out yesterday in an update. Um, and our plan is to basically release you know, a few tracks every few weeks all throughout Early Access. Um, and so we, the way we chose the songs was that we were trying to sort of create like kind of like a core aesthetic for the soundtrack that we were like, hey, we're sort of in this like sort of space arena kind of thing. So like electronic music just works really well in terms of being able to make fun video game levels from. So we basically take these songs, 
get them down to about a two minute and 30 second edit. So that's how long like our edit of the song is. And then the authoring is essentially we're creating targets that you need to shoot in space that is essentially like another drum track on top of the song. Mm -hmm. So our two audio guys who do all this authoring are both drummers and basically sort of make an interesting drum part that then you are playing by, by shooting the different target types um, it, in it, time. It almost feels like a like remix culture in a way. Uh, you know, I, I, I just listened to um, some other DJs like mix of KDA's pop stars and it was like a more of a drum and bass style thing but like this I loved I loved Autica because it felt like yeah I was adding like a devil bass kind of almost like a metal drum uh, effect over everything as like I followed the I traced the orange line around and everything so yeah uh, yeah yeah tell me a little bit more about that like uh, kind of adding the player's own feel over the song yeah so th th we, we have like about five or six different basic target types in the game right now that all sort of encourage you to do different kinds of movements mm -hmm. with, with your arms and so one of the things that's really you know fun about the game is that each song will feel just play, plays very different based off of sort of the shapes and patterns that are coming at you so and because it's in space and, it, and especially as you sort of get you know to higher difficulty levels we're taking advantage of like more like targets come at you from like sort of a wider play field um, the shapes we encourage you to make with your arms from like the chain targets which you have to follow and the sustains which you have to hold you know one of the things we sort of joked about during development is that it uh, Part of what Ryan wanted to do was that, uh, you know, watching sort of like silly gun action movies where, you know, the hero goes into the room and then just bashes. Sean Woo exactly. coming out, slow-mo. And it's like, there's not really ever a, you know, he, he sort of joked, there's never like a reason to actually do that because none of the moves that they do in those movies make you more accurate, but they look and probably feel really cool. Yeah. yeah. So part of our targets are designed so like, oh, you have to shoot these targets by holding your gun sideways, or you have to trace this target as if you're like, you know, following a target like this. Yeah. So these, we try to make the targets force you to have to do moves that then would feel sort of, you know, heroic and cool in the moment, right? But it's also sort of, you're sort of like dancing at the same time, essentially, because you're, you're listening to music and you're adding like a, like a percussive Oh, player. I was getting yeah. into it. Yeah, like I, uh, when I'm playing, uh, not really beat safe, but like a, maybe, maybe even like a shooting gallery sort of thing, I, I do that thing where I kind of like, I use my left hand a little bit to kind of steady my aim. Yeah. And that just became like, I, like I mentioned earlier, I was uh, a dancer in high school for like four years and super like nothing, nothing crazy, nothing infamous, but, uh, uh, it was fun to use my, more of my body instead of like just flicking up and down like lightsabers or to, to have more of a choreography to it than rather than left, right, up, down, up, down, whatever. Yeah. What were um, what were some of the challenges you guys kind of faced? Yeah, as a five-man team, I'm sure like you guys had to contend with a lot. Yeah, it was, I mean, you know, when you, own, when you have a, a small team, you know, you if you ever want to put something out and finish it, you have to keep your scope you know, pretty constrained. And I think that helped us a lot because we basically were just trying to figure out what the core of this thing was, you know, and um, the prototypes that they, they got hoisted up really early weren't pretty, but they were, you could you could sort of already see that they were fun. The basics were sort of already there in terms of like, the, you know, the targets and how the converging rings work. And then we just put a ton of effort in over the past six months to just try to make those experiences all the timing cues that go into letting you know like where the target's coming from and you know when you're supposed to pull the trigger. There's a lot of things that are very like happen fast and are very subtle. Which at this point, I'm not even like conscious of them being there. But I know if we turned them off, I'd be worse at the game oh, because God, they're yeah. helping me help me do that stuff. So that we've just really doubled down on like polishing um, that stuff and just trying to make the levels play as fun as possible. And like as a producer type person, one of the things that was just really cool about this development process was that we 
iterated through stuff just really quickly, and there were no like protracted design debates about which direction to go. If if people didn't sort of agree immediately in the moment, Ryan is a smart dude, and he would just basically be like, okay, cool, I'm gonna code up both of these for the next build really fast, and then we'll just try them both, and then we'll make a decision based off of that. Oh, wow. And we just kept doing that over and over again, and then eventually you, you sort of just, you just kind of keep plowing forward, because you don't mire down and like, keeping too many possibilities open about what something could be. So it was that fast, like he could he could build two versions of uh, what, like this person's idea and this person's idea, and then take a group vote of it of sorts. Yeah, exactly, right? And then sort of get everyone's, get everyone's feedback. And it, you know, it's possible in this game because, you know, the mechanics are, are pretty simple and there's not, you know, there's not like a ton of art that we need to like, you know, to, to use to support it. Um, but that was, it was just really cool to see it work that fast. And the thing that also was just, we all played the game a ton, and, and still play the game a ton. Yeah. And we're competitive with each other in terms of chasing high scores, which sort of helps us, us go back. But uh, you know, it, it's sometimes hard to want to play the game you're working on. Uh, but we would play it at nights and on weekends just because we were sort of, you know, hooked hooked on the game itself yeah. as we're making it. So we're really excited now to share it with more folks and and, and get their feedback and now kind of continue to develop it out in the open and early access. And, and speaking of uh, you know, the, getting it out there in the community, like yeah, you guys released in early access, and yeah. uh, one of the things I, I dig most about like the PC version of B-Saber, and I feel like anyone who buys it elsewhere is kind of losing out, is like the, the community. They're, yeah. they're able to make their own songs, and you know, not everyone's a winner, but like there have been some very good ones. I, I mentioned B-Saber Megamix is one of my favorites, because it's like 15 minutes of, hey, here's Dragon Force, hey, here's Caravan Palace, hey, here's... Uh, 60 different types of EDM kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have plans for uh, like allowing the community to kind of mod in their own songs and, and rhythms? And so we, we have a Discord um, where we're encouraging folks who are, you know, are joining us for the access to go. And we, we have a mods channel um, in there where folks are sharing things that they're doing to like modify the, modify the game. Um, like someone added like, you know, it's like some very funny, like silly things that you probably wouldn't play with for very long. But like, you know, someone added duck sounds instead of blaster sounds to like do this stuff. Um, you know, in, in terms of like the like the, the custom content and people putting in putting in their own songs. I mean, it's not something that we can officially support um, just because of our existing uh, relationships with record companies and labels. Because Harmonix has been making music games for a long time. Um, but it's it's also something that you know we're like. Uh, we're excited to see what people are able to do out there, essentially. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, um, other than that, like, uh, what, what songs are you looking forward to? Like, if you could put any one song into a game like Autica, uh, what would it be, regardless of genre? That's a good question. I have been, so, like, full disclosure, like, I didn't, I knew very little about EDM five months ago when I started working on this team. <laughs> Uh, you know, we Jeff Allen, who's the main lead audio guy, is sort of a drum and bass head, so he knows an incredible amount, and Alex knows a lot too. And so I've been introduced to a lot of that. And one of the things that's neat is like now I have gained a deep appreciation for you know these really good electronic songs that we have in our game, just because when you're playing the level, it's like you sort of get inside the song, you know, you get sort of intimate with it. Um, for me, I like anything that feels like a cheesy 80s movie, like hero scene. Okay, okay. <laughs> People have different, you know, gravitate towards different things, but I definitely like it when it sort of feels like, and we have, there's a few tunes in our current, you know, 12 songs that we have in there that make me feel like this, where I feel like I'm sort of inside, like, the coolest 80s, I got like sucked into, like, the coolest 80s, like, arcade cabinet Tron's of all gonna time. gonna walk out, yeah. Exactly, right? Like, so those are the ones that I like, but then I'm also surprised that songs that are a little darker and maybe heavier that 
I might, you know, not have gravitated towards if it was on my Spotify playlist, like, are super fun to play in the game just because of how they're authored. And that's neat. It's like you can make you appreciate a song and enjoy a song that, you know, you might not otherwise experience outside of the game. And it, it's worth asking, I, I, from what I've gathered, uh, I know like maybe one or two other Harmonix people, it seems like the, the rule at Harmonix is you have to be in a band in yeah. your spare time, right? Uh, like, what is, what is your musical background? My, my musical background, so I play piano, not, not particularly well. I'm not currently in a band. Uh, I come from a very musical family, like my dad is a been a guitar player and professor at Berkeley College of Music for forever, but nice. but I was sort of like I rebelled against them by being a nerd. Uh, <laughs> so I so I'm sort of like the intersection of like you know computers and, and, and music. But there are a lot of people at Harmonix who are you know musicians and bands, and it helps because we make music games. So you know it's sort of like it, the Venn diagram of the of the kind of nerd that works at Harmonix is sort of video game and music. You know, does, your, like, does your dad get into this at all? He he. He has played some of this stuff, and he thinks it's cool. But he's so not a gamer that it's like it's it's hard for him to like, you know. He's like, this is really neat. I don't understand any of this, yeah. but you know, awesome. I, I'm excited to show him Monica though someday, uh, you know. And uh, so I guess we'll wrap up here with um, you know what's the kind of immediate future of Audica? Yeah, so we came out two weeks ago today on Steam and the Oculus Store. So we just started our sort of early access journey. Uh, it's currently 19.99, and if you buy it now, it has 12 songs, because we added two yesterday, and we're going to keep adding songs every few weeks. Um, we're going to run an early access, we think, at least through the fall. Uh, so we really want people to, you know, if they're interested, to kind of check it out and come along with us on this journey and join us on our Discord um, and give us their feedback, because, you know, we want to make this game as awesome as it can be with, with people's, people's help. And then at some point when we're out of early access, uh, you know, we'll hopefully bring it to some other platforms like PlayStation VR or maybe the Quest. Um, but yeah, the immediate future is just trying to make the game better and figure out what, what features people want and then just keep adding great, great songs to the soundtrack. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited. I think I'm actually, like, no joke, I'm going to go back again and play, nice. one, play one more song. So thanks hey, so much, Matt. Thanks so much.